Hi, James here. Just jumping in to say welcome to Season 2 of Live to Die. We'll be playing 2nd Edition Pathfinder, just like we did in the first season, but we're going to be starting Paizo's Kingmaker Adventure Path. It's an awesome adventure path, a famous one at that, and a pretty big one, so I'm sure we'll have to break it up into several seasons. I'm really excited to share with you a few of the episodes we already have recorded. It was so much fun to start working on this, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Season 1 was an absolute dream come true for all of us, really. Getting to play through the whole adventure was so much fun and sharing it with all of you somehow made it even better which is to say it was great i didn't think it'd be better and then getting to talk about it with all of you online or in messages just made the whole thing feel so much fun i just can't get over it i wanted to say a big thank you to our patrons who help support the podcast do things like cover our hosting fees and help us with things like equipment as a part of that each month we are going to be shouting out one of our patrons at the called shot level or higher so this month a big thank you to rice thanks for supporting the podcast if you're in interested in supporting us, you can always review and rate us on whatever podcast app you're using. And if you want to join us in the Patreon, that's patreon.com slash live to die pod, patreon.com slash L-I-V-E-T-O-D-I-E-P-O-D. However you choose to support us, and honestly, just taking the time to listen is an awesome form of support. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. Welcome, everyone, to uh, the second season of our Live to Die podcast. We'll be beginning uh, an, an attempt, an endeavor of pure hubris. We will be cracking the, uh, let me heft this tome up here, the 627 page Kingmaker Adventure Path. You didn't uh, tell me that. Wow. How many? Wait, That's we're doing, uh, sorry, we're doing what? what? 627 <laughs> pages. How many okay. pages was Grey Death? Uh, I have it over there, but it's I, th- I think it's like a hundred. The good news is that Jared actually has memorized the entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've played through the whole thing. So. <laughs> cool. Twice. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, which we will be calling while we play it "Die on the Throne." Yes, it's such a good Love name. It. I'm really stoked about that name. So you have heard all of our voices already, but let's take a second. Because someone may have just jumped straight to season two. Some people watch shows like that. Don't do, Maniacs. Don't do that. Yeah, Crazy. that's a don't bad. Go back. Can't like shut this off. Go no. back to the first season. We don't even know if this one's going to be good, but the last one was for sure good. Yeah. So we'll definitely listen. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Go back. Start it. It's season one. We'll wait. Listen to it. We're going to make so <laughs> many references that you won't understand. But so hopefully one That's thing you can true. understand quickly is us. I'm James. I'm going to be your game master, at least for now, while we play. Uh, you may know me from things such as Live to Die season one. Um, my Twitter, uh, where I don't post. My I'm TikTok. Troy McClure. <laughs> My TikTok, where I don't make videos, and um, my professional work, where I don't associate my name with any of my work. Sure. So, you probably know me from Live to Die Season 1. Uh, let's go around the table, though, and, and introduce our illustrious, multiple award-winning guests. Mm. You win awards, bro? Yeah, I didn't want to tell anybody. Uh, so right. you oh, guys didn't um, get jealous. But I'm yeah. intimidated. Um, You're wearing a medal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm going to be playing the cleric Nikolai this game. I'm very excited. You may know me also from season one, or I actually just became semi-famous on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. For oh, yeah. a wonderful story I told about Nikola Jokic. That's true. Um, but those are my two claims to fame. Who, who were you in season one? Oh, I was Drosharis. Ah. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh, I miss the old characters. AKA Knight's Wrath. Knight's Ooh. Wrath. Uh, Jared here playing... Lucky Lachance, the uh, rogue. Oh my God, I love that name. Thanks. Mm. That's adorable. Oh, Lucky. Oh, Lucky. Lucky. And uh, you know me from season one as Fox. And that's it. Mm-hmm. We would not know you from you absolutely have another anything podcast. else. You literally have Yeah, you have. A, you're like actually like. more well known for your other podcast. For the strong crossover of Broncos fans and, and Tabletop role playing yeah, games. Yeah, the very strong crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Huge I was crossover. gonna say, um, in the in the first season, I asked you 
prior to the Broncos season. Like who, who was he going to throw to? Uh, and um, <clears throat> I just want to say, I think I was kind of uh, accurate. <laughs> I <didn't> <laughs> said, to be honest. Uh, you, uh, you know, you listed like Judy and, and others. Anyway, if I digress. Um, so yeah, that, that's Orange yeah. and Brew. Orange and Brew. Yep. Broncos they have live podcast. shows on Thursday that are quite enjoyable. Yeah, we're doing live shows now. Oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, check that out. Listen to this show and check them out. 2.30, 2.30 Mountain Standard Time. I'm not nice. even a Broncos fan, for the record, and I still listen. I think you're the only buddy. Broncos fan at this table, and we have two other diehard football yeah, fans. I don't even watch football. Which is why if you ever see us live <laughs> tweeting about recording this fall, it will only be on Saturdays and never yeah. Sundays. <laughs> Jane, I think that Until makes you a Cowboys fan. Until the end of the season fan. when the playoffs are about to start, <laughs> we yeah. might just have to record on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, I am Trent, or Trenton, if you want. Uh, why did you say I'm the only person with not a J name on uh, the show? Yeah, yeah. Ton of Trent. I will be playing Biff, the kobold fighter. Ooh. Uh, and I played Watson Himmelgale yes. in season one. Oh, I miss Watson. Where, uh, might, where, where might people know Trent from? Um, you know, I season one of Live to Die. <laughs> if you have a distinct interest in uh, world affairs, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it, I think. And, also, and season one, and, yeah. and your focus on Oklahoma and Greeley are yeah. If you want to know, me. if you want to know who is from Oklahoma originally, I will gladly tell you. <laughs> now, from what I understand, that's no not unique, Oklahoma. exclusively unique to you because almost every person I've ever met from Oklahoma is ready to just let anyone know when any famous thing or person has an Oklahoma connection. It's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, it, that and the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. You know he's from, uh, from Oklahoma? There's a... Go back to season one because I have a whole explanation of Tiger King. So many reasons to go back to season one. Uh, I'm Jane. I'm in this season playing Ariadne Vex, uh, the human Asamar swashbuckler. And I, you can also hear me as Valentine de Castel in season one, um, which was super fun and great. Awesome. You're, you're, what's the name? Ariadne? Ariadne Vex. I'm definitely intentionally messing that up the entire season. I think she's going to go by Ari to keep it simple. Ooh, uh, nice. I kind of wanted to go, I was trying to think of a good name that incorporated Cal so I could have Val, Cal, Mal, <laughs> Sal. Pal, Sal, like going forward. Uh, maybe my maybe my backup character. Pal. Pal, yeah. Also, Jane has a book. I do. Yeah. I do have a book, mm -hmm. but we that, can talk about that on the other podcast. <laughs> no, that's what, you, what else are you known for besides now? Oh, yes. I also am known for Women's Art Wednesday, um, which is an, a blog about women artists. And uh, we have a book featuring 52 women artists in history. It's a pretty dope book. It's great. Yep. It is a very good book. Very beautiful interior. <laughs> Trent designed oh, the interior of the book. That's, that's the only other thing I'm known for. <laughs> also known <laughs> as a page designer for Women's Art Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we won't dig into too much of that because we have we have 626 pages. We actually made it through the first page. The first page was just about all of you. you oh, great. That, man. Yeah, it's really stressing <laughs> me out, actually. And before we jump in to Kingmaker, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping for you, the players, and all of you, our listening fans. Kingmaker was originally set, and if I remember correctly, 4710 AR, which because I think it came out just about 12 to 13 years ago originally when Paizo wrote it. Paizo has republished Kingmaker and a revised and updated edition, updated to second edition uh, Pathfinder. But also say, if you're one of the listeners who's a big fan of 5e D&D, they also did a remaster of Kingmaker and an associated bestiary that allows you to play uh, all of Kingmaker in 5e D&D. So if this sounds fun to you, and what I'll say is Kingmaker is an amazing book. Everything I've read in it, everyone I've talked to who's played it has said, yeah, there's going to be some big story points that people will share, but everyone's journey through this AP is probably one of the most unique and customized journeys of the players of, of any adventure written by Paizo. And like, they write adventures. They and their freelancers do unquestionably some of the best epic scale work that exists in the industry today sure. and frankly has for the last 20 years but i'm making some changes to this one of the important things that i want to let people know because this will be a, a significant shift from the background in kingmaker is i'm going to set our story in about 4722 to 4723 ar 
So what this means is that it'll be about 10 years after Kingmaker would have originally taken place. And that also means that a lot of the important world events are a little different. No longer is there the crusade um, up against the scar, the demon scar that's closed. Now there's still a lot of crusaders that are dealing with what to do after there. And they're sort of coming back from those crusades. It does mean that Tarbafad has come back and was defeated, but is still back. So that whole shit's going on. There's a lot. So the whispering way is a different thing that shouldn't have a huge impact on the direct story beats of our story, because what we're talking about is, is in a part of the world that's a little isolated from everything else, especially when we get into the stolen lands. But I wanted to uh, give that note. I just wanted to, to also say that uh, Kingmaker is also a video game. Correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a phenomenal video game. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor, just a great yeah. game. Uh, Owlcat Games has adapted two Pathfinder Adventure Paths, Kingmaker and Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, I think they're both on console now as well. Yeah, I think um, so. Stupidly good. Great games. Check them out if, if if you feel like this is what you're into. And what I'll say is, sure, the earlier beats are going to have some similarities, but really quickly, our story will become vastly different. So that's the first thing I want to let people know. So there might be some weird inconsistencies and a little bit of canon lore as I move some timeline pieces around. Uh, the second is we are implementing a house rule. Um, oh. oh, one of our first, I've talked to mm. only a couple of you about this. I don't know. Mm. Jane can't roll above 10. Hey, <laughs> no. I, I want it anyway. A, I don't even make a house rule for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Beautiful. Rude. Thank you <laughs> to my friend Sherman. Uh, who made all of these drops for us. They are incredible. Fuck Shout you, out Sherman. Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, this other house rule is actually something that uh, Trent kind of drew to my attention about a year or so ago, and I really liked it. It wasn't great for our first season, but I think for this show, it's, it's really excellent. So we're going to see how this goes. There might be some tweaking, but um, death saves are going to change a little bit. You're still going to make them, but what I would like, and this is because at this point I have implicit trust in all, all four of you. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> the long con. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> we got him. When it's your time to roll a death roll, roll it, keep it to yourself and note it down. Because I think there is better drama when it isn't like, oh God, our friend just was cut down to the ground. He's probably fine. Let's finish this fight. He's making his death saves. He's <laughs> yeah, fine. right. We can see on the look on his face, he seems to be making his death saves. And so I think in my, from my point of view, realistically, you may have to leave them, but I like the tension of not knowing if you're having to leave someone to die to stay alive or not. Um, the one thing that's I am considering- just got real, that's huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Ooh. one. Uh, no pressure, cleric. And <laughs> right. the second part to that, because I don't want it to just be a silent turn of like, well, you know, we record the Trent real just world. Left, he didn't like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was me on my was motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a motorcycle sound, right? Not just yeah, the crazy frog bit. <laughs> uh, so the second part to that is when it gets to your turn, because I don't want you to just be like, well, okay, next turn. Uh, I'd like when you make a death save, and this is where I'm, I'm going to have to ask for like a little bit of grace as we figure out the timing on this. Keep it short. Give me something that's flashing through your head when your character is making a death save. Maybe it's not your whole life, obviously. We still have to keep the turns moving, but like a thought, a feeling, a memory, a goal or something. Keep us engaged at the table a little bit. That's, that's my house rule for this season. Does that change Ooh. the use of hero points at all? Patches? Uh, to, nope. To stabilize. Nope, you can still totally use them for that. Okay. Uh, and as a matter of fact, like that's the one nice thing. It's a hero point. You're like, I'm going to use a hero point to stabilize. That's open information. Everyone's like, okay, they used a hero point. But that's that's a hero point. Yeah. And yeah. as we know, I don't just uh, hand those out at the start of every recording session. Yeah, I was going to ask if you could hand some out at the beginning of the game. Uh, I'm going, I have a moment in the beginning of the story beat when I'm going to hand them out. Oh, cool. Um, Sorry to ruin Maybe you have here. to use all of your hero points to stabilize. You have to use all remaining. Or you oh can always God, use really? it mm -hmm. to instantly stabilize. You can always spend a hero point to re-roll a death save. Wait, do you have to have three hero points in order to do that? Or would no, you just, no. would just yeah. like no, whatever three, you, have. you have to use three. Yeah. Ah. If you have one, you use one. If you have somehow 50, you use all 50. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. I like it. We can't get more than three at a time, right? You can. Uh, oh, yeah. all right. It's like in the rules, <laughs> in the rules, it says you, he's not going to give you three, but like, come on. Okay. Know? Here's a little peek behind the curtain over here. 
the in season one, I played a very cynical, dark character who was sassy and mean all the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Herself, and she pretty much played herself. Well, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, oh, I'm that's gonna, sexist. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to switch it up in this season and be like nice and lovable. And now, you know what? Sassy's back. <laughs> You're an angel or something, right? Sassy yeah, angels. I'm a mean angel. A sassy angel. <laughs> Hey, that's, we're not following that deterministic kind of thing. Maybe the angel is an asshole. That's true. Fallen angel. Ooh. Yes, Trenton. Can we mention that, uh, that two people at the table got married this summer? <gasps> Hell oh. yeah. Oh. yeah. How can we forget? Me and Jason. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. It was so gorgeous. <laughs> they got married. Dope. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was a blast. That was like some of the most fun I had in a weekend. Yeah. I try and rub it in your face, Jared. I know, I know, I know. I know. Sick. I'm sad. Jared had strep. But. I mean, like, I'm already planning another trip to Salida. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was yeah. really fun. And, uh, and for the record, that was James and Jane that got married. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since yeah. no one really actually said it. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> there are people like, did Trent and Jason really get married? I thought they were married already. <laughs> A lot has happened since the last season. Uh, yeah, no, that was fun. That was a that was an exciting bit of our mm-hmm. personal life. Well, and we might get divorced if this game goes badly. <laughs> oh, Can we have a dance party at the divorce like we did at the wedding? Yeah, absolutely. I, say, I still have blisters, by the way, and it's been a while. Well, I was sore for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be an amazing court hearing of, <laughs> of a divorce proceeding if they were like, and what reason are you listing for your divorce? And you were like, our our pathfinder game got really <laughs> emotional and intense really so the judge is a gm and he's like all right 50 50 split yeah. i'm pretty roll sure a I, i'm gonna roll a, a dc 15 marriage <laughs> we uh we weren't even married yet and in the first season i'm pretty sure at one point in the lesser death fight i was like do people get divorced over pathfinder <laughs> yeah, <I remember laughs> does this that. happen i remember that so congrats to you too yeah. thank Wonderful. you thank Thanks. you everyone go send james Things on Twitter congratulating him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because money. Jane has made the very intelligent decision. Someone asked at one point, they were a really nice fan. They reached out and they're like, I Oh, I that. think I followed everyone on on Twitter that I could from the cast. Does Jane really intelligently not have a Twitter? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> For someone who likes to sass, not having a Twitter account's a it's a dangerous choice. tool in my hands. I'll <laughs> yeah. just say that. Yeah, that would be true. That would be true. <laughs> she can't might be have to do a burner account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who says I don't? Oh no. Oh, oh. All right. You're well, that troll. <laughs> that would just be the most the biggest giveaway of all time just like just every tweet you post Oklahoma. shut up <laughs> every time every post is that person from Oklahoma <laughs> well ready to jump into a new adventure let's go how's the math how's everyone feeling about the math oh, oh much oh, easier I'm so excited actually easier. I feel worse about it because I feel like I had a really good excuse for being bad at math in the last season I was like you know 16th level but now it's gonna be <laughs> yeah Terrible math. Yeah, it's going to be terrible math without the shield of big yeah, numbers. I'm not, there's no hope for me, so I'll just let you know now. It's all good. Well, like I said, we got 25 episodes of role-playing to start with, so that'll be a little perfect, lighter on the, di- on the combat rolls. But plenty of other checks, because it's still Pathfinder, and... God, I love our drops so much. Mm. I do too, but we've now hit three before we even started the game, so yeah. I should probably yeah. get into that. So the Sherman's really cool, though. Sherman's dope. Uh, quick question, yeah. right before we start. Yeah, yeah. Um, you use a sound system for ambient music, right? Can you explain what that is? Oh yeah, you know, and we have it. We have the tags in the end, but you are going to hear some awesome stuff from Sirenscape. They are absolutely amazing. I think I've used them online in my games with you a couple times, Trent. I know Jason, you used them when we met initially in some of our. I mean, games. I use them. Yeah, in person, I put it up on the TV and it sounds. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. And again, we're not sponsored by them. We just really like them. I yeah. use Sirenscape to play. Uh, the Quacks of Quenlinburg the other day. Oh, Ooh, nice. that's fun. Market sounds and we played Quacks. And oh, that is like, such is a good perfect. board game. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, yeah, it, if you want to see the sounds that we use, they have it all really wonderfully figured out. We plug them that they're always in the end of our episode that Trent wonderfully recorded for us. And then there's actually a list. If you hear any sounds you like in the show, you can uh, follow the credits in the show notes and it'll show you the exact sounds that we have picked out uh, for use in at least this part of the campaign. Do they have a Kingmaker sound set? No, uh, uh, I did some digging into their forums and they're like, look, here's the deal. Kingmaker is going to get so bespoke to the yeah. parties playing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just can't do it. That's and also fair. like everything we have there falls broadly into the right. realm of fantasy stuff mm-hmm. that, that we kind of have. Mm. I know that when I played uh, the Sandpoint one. Oh, uh, uh, Rise of the Rulers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a 
soundscape specific to that. And it's cool. It's awesome. Throughout, but at the beginning when you're doing the Swallowtail Festival and all that, yeah. those sounds are so clutch. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, like they, that. that's fun. They have a lot, not just at this point, they've really branched out. They've got some Cyberpunk uh, 2070, uh, like Cyberpunk Red ones. Um, they've got some Call of Cthulhu, some Dungeons and Dragons specific adventures, some Kobold Press ones. So like... Nice. You Perfect. can buy specific <laughs> sound sets. You can also <laughs> like sub... To, um, <laughs> you can also sub to like their thing to just get all their sound sets sort of in perpetuity as long as your subs up. And so like, if you are running a campaign that has some source stuff, check it out because mm-hmm. it's awesome. I remember when we were running uh fall of plague Stone, They even had like one of the villains monologues yeah. recorded, which we were not ready for. Cause we pressed play and we freaked out when someone was yelling <laughs> at us from the speakers. <laughs> but let's focus now on the broken lands in Northeastern Avistan. It's a rainy night. That's a great song. The Broken Lands are... Let's just talk for a second, because I really want to set the stage about what the Broken Lands are. Broken Lands are a really interesting part of Avistan. Scarcity defines the Broken Lands. Most of the terrain is non-arable. Small cities lay scattered throughout it. The few people that are there have lived hard lives and are fiercely self-sufficient. It's Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Survival is a constant battle that leaves little time for less pressing concerns. Still checking out with Oklahoma? Yep. Okay. Countries in this region lack the prestigious artistic, academic, and cultural institutions that empires to the south enjoy but they also lack the extreme (laughs) inequality and social rigidity that can hobble advancement in those lands. Here, a person's fate is in their own hands, and destiny is for the bold to forge. Oklahoma, where the winds... (laughs) (laughs) campaign is living on Tulsa time right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're specifically going to go to the southern area of the nation of Brevoy. Brevoy is a really interesting place. Um, It's the fertile regions of Rostland uh, is now two nations conglomerated into the modern day state of Brevoy in northeastern Afghanistan, known for its master swordsman, proud defiant citizenry, uh, citizenry, Rostland stands on the verge now of civil war. Its northern neighbor, Isaiah, which has gained political control of the region ever since the disappearing of Brevoy's royal house some 20-some years ago at this point. As we begin to join our adventurers, I want to read with you three quotes. I did, a, I did an opening scene at the beginning of our last season. But today I just want to give you the words of three people who've lived in this world before. The Aldori sword lords arose when famed swordsman Baron Syrian Aldori agreed to train a select group of pupils in his dueling techniques. They ruled Rostland for generations after the sword baron won the lands from the bandit, lord in a duel. From A Brief History of Rostland by... Ordero Julis. Each is as prickly and as impulsive as the Order's founder. Aldori's sword lords are some of the finest blade masters in the inner sea, and some of the most prideful and driven bastards you'll ever have to deal with. Cordamamon. Caravaner. The so-called Stolen Lands, an enormous swath of wilderness wedged between Brevoy and the River Kingdoms. For years it has resisted attempts at settlement. Excerpt in the journal of Thinton Bato, a Pathfinder initiate. But where we start our adventure tonight is on the steps leading up to a great hall, a cobblestone path bordered by regal oak trees and well-manicured hedges winds its way up a hill for nearly a mile, past a two-story guard barracks, stables, a dozen thatch-roofed cottages that house the families of the manor's servants and retainers. All along this trail are are a pretty generous number of people lined up to work their way into the manor house. And the four of you 
at the very end of the line as the storm is coming in and the rain's pouring down on your heads. So let's start with describing the four characters we see. Jason, you want to you wanna take lead? Who do we see when the camera kind of pans up your character? You see a dark-haired uh, character. It's rather tall, uh, mm-hmm. slim build. Um, long ponytail that's braided down the back of his head and down his back, but his sides are shaved. And along the sides of his head are tattoos of stag antlers. Ooh. Ooh. Um, he's carrying a bow and uh, has his hood up, just trying to stay out of the rain, but he doesn't seem to be bothered by the weather. He seems pretty content to just be standing outside. Your Ooh. first hero patch. Amazing, amazing. Uh, camera will pan over. Jared, who's standing next to... Uh, I've got the names here. I'm going to have to learn them all again. Nikolai? Uh, you see a human. Okay. Uh, like a deep amber-colored skin. Mm-hmm. Really tight spiral hair that kind of comes down past his jawline. Um, that's like golden-y. Ooh. And uh, leathers. Um pretty modest you know dress but he does have a cloak pulled up also and he's just uh watching all right pass this one down trent standing next to this human standing next to who we know as players to be lucky lucky uh the camera has to pan <laughs> vertically way down. So it goes over, there's nothing, then it pans down. Right. Uh, there is a kobold who is standing with a trident in his hand uh, and a shield in the other hand um, with, his, with his hood up as well, green scales along him uh, and a stinger on the end of his tail. Ooh. And uh, he's, he's just kind of like looking at the rain like, uh, <laughs> uh, his name is Biff. Biff. Please pass this down to Trent. Uh, and Jane, who do we see? Walking up behind Biff is a young woman, probably about 17 or 18 on the younger side. Um, like long, wavy brown hair, uh, wearing a cloak, like hood up, kind of staying out of the rain and dressed pretty like practically. Uh, with a kukri at her side and also though has like a few little flares like little like jewels and like jeweled earrings and and stuff like that um, and walks up and just goes Biff kind of kicks him in the ah. back yeah. how you doing you little kobold got ourselves a downpour <laughs> <laughs> here's a patch for you Jane you Thank all start you. with one so now do any of your characters know each other already Mine does not. Okay. Neither does mine. Uh, I believe that Ariadne has encountered Biff previously. So each of you came here. There was a call for heroes, which is a a classic as far as Pathfinder stuff goes, and and not an entirely uncommon uh, occurrence. This call for heroes promises great and perilous opportunity to claim an equally heroic award. This call has reached the ears of mercenaries and would-be heroes from all over, and it has drawn all of you to the manor state, the city of Restov, to the manor of Lady Jamandi Aldori, one of the famed Aldori swordslords. So all of you are in line. As you start getting closer to the hilltop manor, you can see it itself. It's a sprawling three-story structure built out of light gray mortared stone surrounded by hedge-lined rose gardens and ancient oak trees. You work your way in, and as you're finally getting your way to the front of the line as it works its way in, a couple of guards come to you, sort of look. Heroes, here for the call. What, what, What was that now? Are you here for the, the call for heroes? You're here for the for the wall? Call. Call oh, for call. heroes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm here for the free food. <laughs> There's plenty of that, but it comes with a quite a bit of an ask for work as well. Suppose yours just as good as the rest, then. 
All right, uh, four of you come with me. There should be, should be room now near one of these tables for you. Brings you in to a great hall. And you can see that this spacious hall has been prepared for a great feast. Servants hustle and bustle about several armed soldiers. Looks like the house guards, you suspect, of Lady Jamandi. A watch over the hall from positions to the east and west walls. On the north, a large fire crackles in a large fireplace. And an iron lever, secured by a lock of some kind, you see adorns the fireplace's eastern face. Two massive crystal chandeliers hang from the ceiling 20 feet above you, and the walls are decorated with painted murals of idyllic woodland scenes, nymphs frolicking amid waterfalls, satyrs dancing with fawns and wooded glades, and all sorts of various winged fairy creatures flitting through the trees. But really, most prominent of all are nine long tables arranged around the central portion of the room each holding plates and utensils, mugs, goblets, all full and ready to be poured pitchers of ale, wine, mead, and water. And you can smell as you walk through the door roasted meat and other delicious scents starting to fill the room from food that hasn't even been served yet. What do you do? Fancy. Ariadne swipes a, uh, like a glass of ale off the table and just starts drinking it. Okay. Nikolai's going to go and find an appropriate table to sit at. The guards are kind of bringing you over. There is a little bit of space left on one of the tables. The rest at this point seems pretty full. Um, And there's already tons of other people in there. The storm outside is is growing stronger and starting to rage (laughs) as it's coming down. But inside... The minstrel playing and food being served. Um, <clears throat> Garçon, uh, <laughs> your most fancy wine, please. Uh, the wine's on the on the table, lad. Oh, and, uh, uh, don't speak Gultish here. Oh, uh, pardon moi. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, um, there is a a big pitcher of wine, and there's quite a few other kind of people at the table. Um, who kind of look over at you at the exchange. No food out yet, but but plenty of drink. Does anyone else grab anything to drink? Yeah, Lucky grabs a, an ale, tries to find somewhere to sit. There's space. Unfortunately, you are sort of stuck near these other three. And uh, there's a few other characters at the table. You see a rather, rather large woman, a dwarf, looks like a gnome or two who's all at the table already, kind of chatting with each other idly. Uh... He'll kick his feet up onto the table, <laughs> take a, a big drink and look around and be like, uh, so which one of you are heroes? And uh, this like ripped woman kind of looks over. Ah, hero is just a fancy name for someone who kills someone else and wins. Uh, that's one way to put it. Wow, we really got a cherry one over here, huh? <laughs> no, it's, it's a great thing. It's oh. the best. <laughs> And just, like, downs half a flagon of mead. Well, ma'am, remind me to not get on your bad side. <laughs> All my sides are bad sides to my enemies. Well, I I will not become an enemy. Excellent. Ariadne is done with her first glass, sits it down, <laughs> and plucks whatever Biff has in his hand out of his hands and just starts drinking it. What? Well, that's all right. I probably deserve that. <laughs> Nikolai hands you his and pours himself another ale, and he's like, at least you are inside now, and not being rained on. Yeah, you know, at least a duck got water off his back, huh? I believe that is a good thing, yes. And it's it's kind of about this moment. You've only had a chance to be seated for a minute or two when the, the minstrel sort of dies down. Minstrel none of you have ever seen before. All right, I, was oh, I was like, not already. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> and beef, 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 beef. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hush kind of falls over the room as a striking half-elven woman enters through one of the doors, followed by an aristocratic middle-aged human man. The man's wearing really well-made, finely tailored clothing, fit for a noble, and the woman seems dressed ready for battle. 
wearing a fine leather coat over a sparkling male shirt. At her hip, though, hangs a very distinctive single-blade curved sword. Uh, bright silver pommel gleaming as she walks over, and the two make their way over to the head table where they stay standing. Now, is anyone, um, is anyone trained in society or does anyone have any, like, local knowledges? Yes. Uh, I'm trained in society, yes. And me as well. For society or Correct. specific society, knowledges? yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and keep this open for now. Why don't, why don't both of you give me a, a knowledge check? I'm also society. trained in society. Yeah, give me some society checks. It's pretty good. Jane has a feel to not be the go-to society Seriously, person. Seriously, it's kind of weird. What are, you, what are you rocking, Jason? I am rocking a, a 21. Wow. <laughs> ah. Okay. 18. Okay. That's a gentleman's 11. <laughs> well, it's it's probably you then, Nikolai, who like has some connections here. You would recognize, and you can kind of piece this together, that the lady is Jamandi Aldori. Like, not a hard pick. You would also recognize that the blade at her side is one of the Aldori dueling swords. Like, sort of famous... Uh, for that. Now, the man next to her is a little, a little, well, perhaps not as widely known as stories, but to anyone who's locally involved, just as important. He's the Lord Mayor of Restov, one Yosef Selimus. And um, it's kind of at that point that you just had time to clock both of them and recognize it, that Yosef opens his mouth first. Greetings, heroes. I am Yosef Selimus which I guess you could have waited to find out, but you knew ahead of time. <laughs> Lord Mayor of Restoff, and this, he gestures to the woman beside him, is Lady Jamandi Aldori. We, we both thank you for answering our call for heroes. You may be few, but we need only the best for this greatest task. Lady Jamandi offers the room a broad smile, sort of taking half a step forward as she speaks. South of here, beyond Brevois' border, lies the Stolen Lands. This disputed territory has been claimed time and time again by would-be settlers, but because the area has been a haven for bandits and monsters, it's never been held for long. Restav intends for this to change. If you have enough courage to drive off the dangerous denizens of the Stolen Lands, you can seize territory for yourselves and name yourselves Baronesses or Barons. Restov, us here, we intend to recognize your legitimacy of the rule of the land that you take, and none of the other neighboring realms will care enough to challenge you. We're, prefer we're prepared to provide you with backing as trade partners and a military ally. If you claim the land, you will have my, indeed all of Restov's support, and at that she sort of brings her fist down, not angrily, but just punctuating the point. You realize that with her hand on the table, it slides forward, grabs a gauntlet, and she lifts it up into the air, but the details of your individual missions and charters into the Stolen Lands can wait. For now, I raise my glass to you, brave heroes. For now, let us eat and enjoy the evening. Tomorrow promises to be a very busy day. And the crowd kind of roars. Yeah! Glasses, <laughs> glasses chink and come down and the, the bard starts back up playing and it, it all the food is coming out first course comes out crisp greens lightly flavored with savory oils like a, a nice salad <laughs> delivered to all hell is this <laughs> <laughs> ariadne looks at nikolai and is like i'm just here for the free drinks and winks <laughs> um here have mine <laughs> she takes it <laughs> and nikolai starts like refilling everyone's glass as he starts talking and he's like, my name is Nikolai of House Midbiet. Oh. And you notice when he says that he has really nicely uh, adorned and taken care of like leathers on. He takes his cloak off and you can kind of see um, I am a healer for the family and uh, I typically take care of refugees. There are so many in this area, but uh, I don't know. It's not normal for in a rasto cleric to want to, to seek adventure, but there is no chance that I am ever going to be head of my household. I was going to say not in line of succession. Huh? So I believe that I could do some help in these broken lands. What brings you here? And he refills your glass, uh, Ari. 
I'm just looking to have. <laughs> I'm just looking to have a good time, make some money, takes a drink. How about you, little kobold? How about you? Uh, let me keep my own motivations to myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that sounds suspicious. Yeah. That's, and you? Uh, yeah, I'm just just checking it out. You know, just seeing what opportunities come up. Got to take advantage of uh, the wealthier types. Uh, if they're giving me free food, I'll show up at least. Now you, I like. Thank you. Well, if it is food and shelter, my house is always open if you are in need. Uh, okay. Pass, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you see a, a, kind of overhearing this conversation, sitting at your table, you see a, a tall man, broad jaw, sort of a, a darker olive complexion skin, his hair swept back. It's a little bit older. His hair is starting to form a little bit of a peak. He has nice leathers adorned with like touches of silver at the edge, a heavy cloak and belt. And you can see a, a sword belt at his side. Uh, actually, you know what? Because we're all into this and we, we have the ability to do it. Let's uh, <gasps> let's see if I can yeah. hit the right button here. Ooh. Oh, nice. Who wants to describe part. this guy? He looks like Timothy Dalton. Ooh, Ooh, I thought I think he so. kind of looked like Jamie Lannister. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yep. He does kind of look like if Jamie Lannister was embracing his dark side. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, was not fucking his sister? <laughs> He's got a very so, no. big That's sword. kind of the dark side I was oh, referring oh, oh. to. Uh, <laughs> he has a huge sword and he has this sword. really dope black armor. Yeah, uh-huh. it is pretty cool. Uh, uh, his hair could be better. I'll just say that. What's in his hand? <laughs> his hair has big, like, it's a quill. Uh, American oh, Psycho. Yeah, uh, like, to oh, way yeah, too much it's gel. It's Christian Bale and American Psycho. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. With a very long cape. Yeah. Uh-huh. If he was medieval. Avastani Psycho? Yeah. Avastani Psycho. Uh, so I already know how all of you feel about him. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. we kill him. He's <laughs> appearances only. Okay. <laughs> so he, he extends a hand specifically to you, Nikolai. And he says, um, ah, I see as well, uh, the out-of-succession son of a family, I understand. My name is Magar. It is a pleasure to meet you, Magar. My name is Nikolai Medved. Ah, well, I suppose I should respond with my family name as well. I'm, uh, Magar Varn. Um, I'm, kind of gestures down to his sword, trying to make my own name outside of my family for myself as I can here, but, well, (laughs) doesn't matter. You know, when you stand outside of inheriting your family's title, you can do what you can to make your own name. So. And hopefully bring honor to your house at the same time. Yes, well, or perhaps, perhaps make my, uh, a house my own worth, worth making here. Uh, tell me, how did, how did you come into the, the service of Arastal? As I have been saying before, I take care of refugees and this, I guess, word of mouth came into where I treat everyone and I am capable and I figured why not that's huh. nice do you have any idea what you think you'll do with your land I I count myself lucky as it is perhaps it's my time with the blade but I've uh, already been assigned to the the Noman Heights so have the plans laid out a new village Varnhold yeah. have it drawn up back at my home but well you Sorry, it's all about me. What, what, what are you thinking you'll be doing? I don't know. I mean, I would love to have some longhouses for people to come and feast and be and have a place out of the elements. But I... It's hard for me to imagine starting my own lands. I'm here to help. That's very noble of you. Well, I am... The noble of House Midget. Biff, like, elbows Lucky, and he's like, Varnhold, more like Barnhold. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Must be really tough being rich and born 30. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> so. Let's talk a little bit about some of the first dice rolling we're going to get to do. Ooh. One mm. of the things that I love uh, about Kingmaker is that there is so much opportunity for the story to really grow based on the interactions you have with NPCs in the story that I make up, that other players help with. Now, one thing that I think is nice is a lot of quick and dirty role playing and Pathfinder can come down to your diplomacies and your intimidates. 
there is a wonderful mechanic in the Game Master's Guide called Influence. And that's what the book highly recommends us using because as we all know from our own personal experience, being charming is not enough to make friends sometimes. There's a lot more about finding shared personal interests and connections. So the influence system is a way for us to look at having sort of deeper interactions based around um, what people are into. And there's really two actions you need to keep in mind for influence. And that's a discovery role, which is you can watch or study an NPC to learn more about their preferences. You can choose an NPC and attempt either a perception check, or often there's certain skills based on how they're presenting in the world and interacting with the world that can help you learn a little bit more about them. If you fail, you get nothing. If you critically fail, uh, you get an incorrect piece of information about what they're into. So Amazing. this would be a secret check. Amazing. If you succeed, you can learn like what skills might help you influence them because diplomacy is there, but maybe you have a shared interest that can really help you build that relationship. And if you crit, you can learn some detailed things uh, about what they're into or maybe some things. Because most people have as well preferences that give you bonuses or penalties on these checks. So we just jumped a little bit into role playing, but you did kind of do a little bit of a read. I feel like all of you did. Just for the sake of, uh, of keeping this moving, we'll do this first one open so we can all learn the rule a little bit and so that I don't have to keep four separate stats in mind. But anyone who wants to can give me a discovery check, if you will, about Magar to learn a little more about it. No, of course, any of you could just try to straight up uh, sense motive. But anyone who wants to could give me a society, perception, or, um, or maybe we'll stick with those two for now. A society or perception check to sort of pull some stuff. Well, I did say he has some designs on his outfit. So society, perception, or occultism. Can I, uh, can I share something about my character? Just because yes. it's fun. Uh, I have a background that gives me a minus one when <laughs> uh, on the diplomacy regarding nobles so anytime i'm trying to uh that's awesome i have a negative diplomacy <laughs> for so the record I'm just put that out there i did not tell anyone at the table that i was a noble either so the fact that you uh, have that is just so that's gonna yeah, be i mean fun. it uh, open disdain already we have yeah. an, so, a noble and an anti-noble uh and what i'll say jason and this is the thing they have for influence stats they have weaknesses and resistances so jason take a take a plus one on this okay because he does engage in a very noble way okay so what what skill did you roll and what did you get jason i rolled a society okay and i rolled a big fat 11 total okay so no particular insight into what he might be into or not i'm more taken aback by this gentleman who seems to hate me and i just made <laughs> <laughs> jared what'd you rock uh I don't know if it matters, but sure. I, I'm using perception, and okay. I'm an expert in perception. Okay. Um, but I rolled a nine. Okay. He's a noble. Fuck yep. this guy. Yeah, I'm not really interested. Uh, Biff <laughs> is also an expert in perception, which he rolled and got a 24. Oh, baby. Okay. So I think you're going to pick up on a pretty straightforward one, and I think I'm going to relate something to you. Um, in some of the conversation that you've overheard while you're sitting down... He has been talking a, a little bit um, about like historic battles. The same way that we always joke that like every dad gets into World War II at some point. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like that. So you're like, oh, I think he might be into that. You picked up on that. What I almost called you Val. <laughs> Ari, uh, what did you roll? Uh, a 10 in perception. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on. You're, you're in your cups a little. Uh, I actually think hot. that she isn't really paying attention because she's trying to swipe like just little <laughs> things from people, do some light pickpocketing <laughs> as people walk by. But like particularly on like anyone who seems like wealthy or rich, like any noble that maybe even this guy, she's just like <laughs> taking little things. Okay. So now that that's kind of in place... You can make a guess, but you don't know what the right skills might be here. But you're starting to talk with the guy a little bit, Jason. Here's one thing I like. A lot of these make some narrative sense. So mm, Trent Biff knows war, warfare lore. You may not know that, but what kind of skill do you want to make to try to make an impression he on this guy? He does know warfare lore, actually. <laughs> He's trained in warfare lore. I, I thought you might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm... Religion? Could I use religion to influence him? You can certainly try, but whether or not that's on his list 
you, oh, you already know. told us. Did you tell us the things that were on his list? Uh, right no, now, no. all you know for sure is warfare lore. And obviously he has like some interest in like, you know, he's, he's talked a little bit about some of the shared experience of being a noble or things like that. What I will say is blanketly, you could just try to do a diplomacy check to yeah, just respect his do. station. That's what I'll do. Okay. It's like a mini game. Oh yeah. You like learn the little traits about him to try and influence him. I like that. So while Jason's rolling this, I'm also going to say Kingmaker is an expansive game. <laughs> uh, there's probably going to be some benefits for you, the players, figuring out who's going to take on some different kinds of note-taking responsibilities. There's a few key things to keep in mind for note-taking that I might recommend breaking up. There will be all sorts of people and personalities. There will be all sorts of enemies and threats. There will be mini and side quests... And there will be things that eventually, when you get to start a kingdom, will confront your kingdom. So talk about that later. What'd you roll for your diplomacy, Jason? Twelve. Well, uh, you don't insult him. Uh, you, you maybe you over you put it on a little too heavily, and sort of like, look, there's no. I, I understand that I've I've done well for myself, but there's no need to mock me with your formalities. But I, I appreciate what I hope and I'll choose to take as a kind-hearted gesture. I, I apologize. Just you know healing with kindness, you know? No. <laughs> of course, always always a good always a good choice. Perhaps at times sharper than the sword in a mead hall uh, is the kind word. Biff actually leans over again to Lucky and is like, this guy's spewing so much bull he's growing horns. Clearly, <laughs> 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 uh, social encounters are not his forte. <laughs> well, it's, it's right Did you think that everyone was going to bully you today, Jason? <laughs> I knew that being a noble was going to make things interesting. <laughs> well, it's at this point, the doors open, more of the serving staff come in with the second course, season, a spicy seasoned waterfowl off the lakes up at this point, and it smells fucking delicious. Well cooked, a little bit of like outside to it with the nice bits of seasonings and like oils that were cooked into it perfectly cooked, juicy, not gamey, and it's brought out, and it's like there's gotta be a whole giant uh, a whole giant goose for like every two people at least. Tons of food. Keep this, them horse doovers coming. This is what I came here for. Right here. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. Cheers. Clink. Ping. Looking around the table there's uh, a few other people, um, and I think notably at this point, after kind of spotting that reaction, there's a... Um, a small gnome who kind of looks over and introduces himself to all of you. Uh, I, I, I only caught some of your names. I'm uh, Tartusio. Uh, what, what are you called again? Sorry, excuse me. You can call me Ari. Ari, excellent. Addy, name's Biff. Biff. Perfect, perfect. Sort of like looks down his nose at you a little bit. Does he have anything of value on his person? Well, he is impeccably dressed (laughs) in fine robes and silks. He looks a little more like a stately gnomish prince than a typical adventurer. When I shake his hand, can I try to pickpocket him? Wait, can I notice this also? Yeah. And if I do, can I help? Can I aid? (laughs) Oh my god. Amazing. First, would all of you be up for doing another little description? Oh, of course. Write down his name too while we're at it. Tartusha. Oh my god, what a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's like pale, pale to start. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember in Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy that was trying to buy the yeah, orb yeah, yeah. in the very beginning with all the little trinkets in his little house? That's kind of that. what he looks like. Again, very bad hair. <laughs> he's got like little wing hair on the sides. Those are his eyebrows. his eyebrows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why it made me think of the guy. Best eyebrows in the game. Let me make that bigger. No, that's that's about as big as it's gonna yeah. get. He's got some uh, purpley robes. Yeah. And a big old book. The it's expression on his face just makes me think of the manifestation of Trent's like, um, actually. Yeah. Voice. Uh, big like this guy's an asshole. Energy. <laughs> that's probably yeah. a vampire book that he's like a vampire love story that he's reading. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna feel bad if he ends up like needing our help or being a nice dude, but that illustration does so not far, inspire a lot everyone. of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see his name because I'm taking name notes. Tartuccio. T 
T-A-R-T-U-C-C-I-O. Tartuccio. Mm-hmm. She named too. Tartuccio. 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 Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm lucky. Well, um, I'm sure it's a pleasure to meet uh, all of you. You're sure, huh? Oh, very. I'm I wouldn't good at what be I do. so sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Jesus. Well, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. <coughs> sorry, oh, sorry, that, that was, was rude of me. It was a pleasure uh, to meet you. Tartuccio. That's um, not even remotely right. <laughs> uh, how do you do, sir? What, what, what are you up to these days? <sighs> what is in his pockets? <laughs> Aid. Okay, are you just going in blind? <laughs> no, while Biff is talking to him, or like while we're all kind of like shaking his hand and like meeting him, just going to be like, whoop, and try to like snag something off of him. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> This is going to go so well. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm going to spill my, my drink on him as a distraction. Can I call you Tartucky? <laughs> oh, dear gods, no. That is not even slightly appropriate. I have a name for a reason. You'll use the entirety of it. Jesus. Wow. They let everyone in here. What? Oh, I sort of so go ahead and oh, roll something sorry, for me as you spill sorry. the drink. 23 to 8. All right. Uh, what's your training? Deception. Okay. So Trained. that'll be a plus one. And Jane, what are you doing with this? Thievery, if I can. Yeah. And uh, if you critically fail this, like, y- you might be arrested. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, I on. have to find my actual pick. Hey, it's a natural 14, so back off. Uh, 20 total. Okay. Oh, you got it. So your hand's over there and you're not able to get much into you can't pick a ton but you do pull a single gold coin Woo. out of um one of his pockets it's a it's a heavy mint not one you recognize okay Ooh. but uh you, you do palm a single like gold coin out of the out of the pockets of one of his robes great um but he, he is sort of like leaning in and talking to you well of no more blood I'm sure you have a family backing coming into this right yeah jeez <laughs> yes, but uh, I'm really here just to meet these other fine people. We uh, we just met, and uh, they don't seem to like me very much, so I'm working on that. <laughs> I actually it's, have no uh, reason to hang out here. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I mean, look how it is. You look around the room like this, and they call it a call for heroes, right? But at this point, it just seems to be catching whatever dregs drift in off the streets. You kind of see his he like leans back a little bit and looks at you and he's like but perhaps we don't have to make them feel like shit just for existing no <sighs> people are what they are and looks kind of back over his shoulder to like go back to his his food he looks at lucky <laughs> and he's like i just imagine that biff and lucky and ari yep. just like wave at him like <laughs> bye having just robbed him <laughs> listen here you're going to know the name of biff okay <laughs> like walking away <laughs> Ari's gonna like flip the gold coin over to Nikolai and be like, sorry about those two. Their bark is worse than their bite. Oh, you got one. He Always a pleasure. That coin and another one and says, by all means, keep this. And um, she pockets both. And winks at you because <laughs> respect for, for pulling that off. What's, what's your society check? My uh, society. Yeah. You, and, and what are your, what are your lures? Real quick. Hunting. Yeah. I feel vindicated okay. by the way that guy was an asshole. Oh, Society's yeah. plus three. Okay. Those eyebrows were a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> After I found out they were eyebrows. Yeah. Dead giveaway. He refills your glasses and he's like, I apologize for some of the people who think they are above reproach and other humans. Humanoids are humanoids. What's that word mean? Reproach? Yeah. Uh, he believes he is very much better than you and that is not true. Gotcha. Ari's going to like put her arms around like Lucky and Nikolai, I'd be like, oh, look at that. We're all friends here. All is someone we... driving her carriage home? Oh, we call that uh, hoity-toity. <laughs> that, I, I, I like that term very much. Hoity-toity. Yeah. I shall write that down. Yeah. We should call you that. Hoity-toity. Now let's not get carried away here, all right? <laughs> A biff. That, is it only biff or is there more? Biff, short and sweet, just like yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. that you, you, I see we are going wow. to become great friends someday. <laughs> you, this is way too natural for you. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you do hear kind of another chuckle from a little bit farther down the hit table over here. Is that? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to entirely eavesdrop, but that's. 
such an interesting way to refer to yourself. Biff, how, how do you spell your name? That's a B-I-F. Oh, I was wondering if it was two Fs, but I'm so glad I asked. No, why would there be two Fs? Everyone spells it differently, but I'm fascinated to learn more. It's just sort and sweet. Can you tell me more? And this, this halfling uh, sort of like scoots around and down the table. Um, it's a younger woman, leather armor with a really, really well-worn and traveled cloak. And you can see that she's plopped open this almost as big as her, her torso leather-bound journal. And already, just from like a quick look at it, you can see sketches of basically almost every single person at your table and some pieces done really quickly of some of the other tables and the room set up. Um, you know what? We've got uh, another description. Ooh. Lots of descriptions. This I is like fun. It. Yeah. Aw. Kind of looks like Sally Field, if Sally Field was oh, tiny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. She looks like she's got an instrument on her back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a tiny knife. What's up a with her feet? She's what a halfling. She, Wait, oh, okay, okay, okay. She, she definitely is. has like a defensive stance. This is just an, she's not like this now. It's just an yeah, illustration. Yeah. And she's holding a, a very big book. Very large Does book. she draw with a knife? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, nice blonde head Is that a face tattoo of a tear? <laughs> I think that's an ink smudge. Oh, I was going to say, she's been to prison. <laughs> she, looks, person. she looks really determined and like she probably could have killed a person. Uh, she has over large pantaloons, which yeah. is very funny. And yeah, like practically dressed. Cool. Yeah. 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 Kind of Aladdin y. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I yeah. Totally. I can see that. Um, yeah. yeah, short hair. I don't know. It looks like nice, nice lady. Sweet headband. Yeah. So we, we don't have an instant hate relationship. Not yet. No. Okay. Wait, why, I, why, why are you wanting to know Beth. how to spell my name? Draw me over here. Oh, like, who do you so, work for? <laughs> oh, I, I just, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a perfectly acceptable question. Um, I, I work for me and, and hopefully whatever kingdom and charter I'm, I'm able to sign on to. Uh, my name's Lindsay. L-I-N-Z-I. Oh, I already got it. Oh, nice. Um, She's I, a uh, Yes, I'm. I'm a. I'm a storyteller, and I don't know. Oh. Even just in the way you described yourself, I feel like I. I could start hearing the story, and I just whatever it is well, that happens, I'm. I'm sure everyone who sits at the table in these rooms here will have such a story to tell one day, and perhaps I'll get a chance to be a part of it. Well, you know, not surprising that uh, people would tell a story about me, I suppose. But uh, if you could just keep that drawing and description of me to a very tight circle, that would much be appreciated. Oh, these are all just my notes. Perhaps one day when the stories grow famous, they'll be, you know, the basis for illustrations or embroidery of tapestries like these here on the walls, but no, no, now, for now, they're they're just, they just would help keep me company on the road. Do so, you have any stories that we might know? Any works you are famous for? Oh, no, none yet. I've, I have a few favorites, but I'm, I'm still, you know, piecing together my own parts. Now, keep in mind, we have these mechanics. If anyone's interested in making a discovery roll or a impression roll, call for that. So, uh, what noble house are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm from no noble house at all. Oh, great. Are, are, are you, sorry, I didn't mean to offend. No, I, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. No, well, you're not offending me. No, no noble house here either. I will pour her more of a drink. Oh, oh. and she has this, this, like, this big smile on, like, as you sort of just seem to treat her like a person a little bit. Uh, do you have any favorite stories, though? I'm, I'm always looking for a good one. Well, yeah, he has many, many great stories in his tome, but oh. I believe that would make me very boring at this table, maybe even oh. more so than I've already been. Well, so I will defer to you. I will say, if there's one thing I like, it's spinning a tale. So let me just begin... And he will go off on the most random, very hard to follow story that is kind of about him, but you're really not even really sure what's happening. Uh, also, you should check out the one about the Conqueror War. Just saying. You know oh, what? I heard about that. Yeah. I didn't think that was true. It may not be, but... I hear tales that it was all just an inside coup from the Revolutionary Council, but it's just the rumors that have worked their way up here in the years since. Galt is definitely... Rampant with issues. <laughs> Thank God we're not over there, right? <laughs> uh, Trent, you know, go ahead and give me a give me an influence check as you're sort of telling this story. What, what do you think would be what skill do you want to use here? How about we use performance? Yes. Oh, perfect. Delighting mm -hmm. her artistic sense. Go ahead and take a 
Uh, go ahead and take a plus two on this Ooh. as you're sort of playing up your heroic deeds in nature as okay. someone who's so into that. All right. Ooh, that's a 23. That's a, that's a critical success. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> She's like, oh. And she just like is taking notes and talking with you. And it's not just listening. Like it's in a very engaging conversation. So usually I'm a big fan of trying to find the cliffhanger. But I'm really thinking that as, as Lindsay's beginning to record down her story, let's close the page on this, our first episode of ours. Tune in next week to find out what happens next, who else the party will meet, and what danger waits around the corners. All right. Danger. Will they like Nikolai? Party. <laughs> <laughs> The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.